The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. We feel very joyful. Don't you feel joyful, Robbie? Yeah, me and Jeremiah. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jeremiah, but not the Jeremiah you're thinking of. Yeah, this one, he was a bullfrog. Yeah, but he was a good friend of mine. But I never understood a single word he said. <laughs> I'll admit, I helped him drink his wine. <laughs> and I always was some mighty fine wine. <laughs> Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. It's from a song. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. We're going to be talking about joy today <laughs> as we continue our talk on the pillars of the masculine journey. So, so far in the pillars of the masculine journey, what's some of the things, guys, that we've covered? First one was faith. Yeah, having that strong pillar foundation of faith in Christ. The best one was love. Love is I mean, the one. last one. Yeah, I mean, the, the last best one. one. Yeah. We had hope. <laughs> we did have hope. We had hope, right, we've yeah. had love, and it would only make sense. Right, Andy? Yeah, At some I, point I in time, we've got to get to joy. Yep, and so this week we're going to be talking about joy, and we're going to be talking about why is it really a pillar in our life, right? In this masculine journey, why is it important that we have joy, and why does the enemy come after it so steadily and so tenaciously? And so we're going to, I think that's a word, we're going to... Um, Listen to a clip here from a movie called Meatballs. Robbie, do you want to set it up a little bit? Yeah, for me in my childhood, it was certainly a movie of joy. Because <laughs> Bill Murray was, you know, that was in his classic years from my standpoint. And he was, in this particular clip, you know, you've got the camp experience. And, you know, for me, in my Christian walk, the further I go, the more I enjoy Psalm 16, that in his presence, in other words, being with God is the fullness of joy. Well, here we have this camp experience, and when you go to camp, there's something about the the wild and all that that you get a chance to be in his presence, but often if you're with other campers, which is what Meatballs was about, was a camping experience, then you get to be in the presence of others. And so they're in this big battle with the Mohawk, you know, the other camp, and it looks like they're going to lose. And so at the beginning of this clip, I want you to listen carefully that actually they're both talking about a losing strategy in a, in a funny sort of way. But one of them, Bill says, is a really bad attitude. And I want you to think about what brings the joy into what looks like a really horrendous situation. Hey, gang, come on. Look, it just because we're losing doesn't mean it's all over. Morty. I mean, the Mohawks have beaten us the last 12 years. They're going to beat us again. That's just the attitude we don't need, Phil. Sure. Mohawk has beaten us 12 years in a row. Sure, they're terrific athletes. They've got the best equipment that money can buy. Every team they're sending over here has their own personal masseuse. Not masseur, masseuse. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Do you know that every Mohawk competitor has an electrocardiogram blood and urine tests every 48 hours to see if there's any change in his physical condition? Do you know that they use the most sophisticated training methods from the Soviet Union, East and West Germany, and the newest Olympic power, Trinidad Tobago? 
But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 Even if we win, if we win, ha! Even if we win, even if we play so far over our heads that our noses bleed for a week to ten days, even if God in heaven above comes down and points his hand at our side of the field, even if every man, woman, and child held hands together and prayed for us to win, it just wouldn't matter because all the really good-looking girls would still go out with the guys from Mohawk because they got all the money. It just doesn't matter. So, Robbie, you, you, you've picked the clip. And so tell us, <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit before the show. And uh, you, you, you guys both had some takes on this clip. And I'd be interested to, to have you guys share those. Well, for me, you know, this spirit of team and the spirit of the idea of this thing is to have fun. That winning or losing is not really the issue as much as the joy. And that by, you know his enthusiasm that he brings in and by chanting so everybody comes together and they begin to in a way you know become community and be invested in the same experience of having fun not necessarily concerned about whether or not I look good or I look bad but being in a team then all of a sudden this whole new feeling of joy is available to them and I think it's 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 you just makes me smile to think of the whole thing. Absolutely. Now, Jim, you you listened to the same clip, but yet God kind of spoke to your heart in a different way. I hope it was God. I actually had a big question. I was going to say, well, who ended up winning? Because I don't remember the movie, but it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of my take. You know, we get so bent out of shape of, over so many things in our lives that just don't matter. You know, there's very little. There's nothing we'll take with us except relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. Who won what football game? You know, people get passionate about it, and that's okay. But ultimately, that will steal your joy if that's where you're putting your hope and your desire in life. Yeah, you would talked a little bit earlier before the show, but any of those things that, you know, where you feel like you got to achieve something, I have this agenda, I have this checklist so to speak of things i got to get to and when i don't meet it i don't have joy it's kind of anti-productive right on what you're trying to do because some of that you're trying at least for me to get those things done so i can have time to have joy right and we look at the things that we're expected to do as christians and if we don't i mean we don't lose our joy we set it down Mm -hmm. but the outcome of everything that we do is up to god not us and if we can surrender that to him and not take responsibility for what isn't our responsibility, it's a whole lot easier to hold on to the joy. Absolutely. 
You know, and when we were listening to this clip again, one of the thoughts that came to my mind, actually, Robbie, was, you know, a couple of weekends ago, we went a, went away and got to visit some time with some friends. And I don't know about you, but part of my most joyful time of that was the sitting around and laughing. Mm. Right. Yeah, and there's something in laughter in a group, in a fellowship that brings joy. You know, and so as I listened to that clip, he was bringing laughter. He was bringing joy in a little bit different way as well. And so I think that there's lots of aspects of that when you would listen to it and thinking, well, surely he's not that deep, you know, in what he's trying to do. <laughs> but there is some joy that's coming through that, right, at least to that group of campers in, in the movie. Um, Andy, what about you? Is there anything that – we stole all your ideas, didn't we? Yeah, kind of. No. Okay. All right. No, actually, that same weekend uh, that you were talking about, I went to my first boot camp in Colorado, and you were talking about the camper experience and all, and the joy that comes with that. And that's exactly what it was. You guys both asked me, well, how God come after your heart there? And I really didn't have this humongous... I've been through boot camps, and he's done it a lot of times, come after my heart. But in this particular instance, it was just a continual presence of, I mean, just a feeling of joy the whole time I was there. And that was because he had his people there, and I was in their presence, and God was amongst, you know, all of us as as a group. And it was just it was just cool because it was just continual, and there wasn't really any anything. And I didn't even know these people, you know, but they were Christians. They, they were strong believers, and they were there for a purpose, and it was just a bond there. So And being in the Rockies doesn't hurt you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you got to feel closer to God. Absolutely. The and then uh, going out and, you know, taking a dip in the hot tub or whatever, you know. The, I, I the didn't need that image. Like, <laughs> 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 really? well, if, you, right. if you think back to I thought to, I'd throw in some something for some joy. Right? <laughs> I think anybody listening, if they think back to what were the best times where I felt like in my life I experienced the most joy and I'm just going to guess that you weren't alone. No. Yeah. That you were sharing some experience with God and you felt his presence and, and but you were in the presence of others and, and those those are the times that you know were precious. Yeah. Well you're talking about camps you know obviously we have a boot camp coming up but um, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, going into break. But, you know, for me, boot camp, it's been a lot of different experiences. There's been times that God's come after me personally, and on the backside of some painful times was joy, mm-hmm. right, some freedom and some joy. There was definitely the joy in watching what he does in other people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, he blesses us with being a part of that, you know, as small as it may be. But also just the blessing of having community and joy, you know, mm-hmm. and the laughter that we have there. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the weekend, other than the whole God piece, obviously, mm. is just that time in community enjoying one another's presence. You know, and I, I can't imagine that it was anything different for Jesus and the disciples, yeah. that there were times that they just really had joy being in, cho- in each other's mm-hmm. presence. Now, not totally. There's some record of it in the Bible where <laughs> they didn't always get along, right. but that's called community, and that's called messy. Yeah. You know, and in that... There is joy if you hold your way through it. It has to be. And I'm, we're going to get to see the instant replay. But I have, you know, my personal opinion, and I'm holding to it, is that we're going to find out that Jesus has probably the most, he would make Bill Murray look like a, you know, like he, he doesn't have what it takes from a standpoint of sense of humor. <laughs> I'm certain Jesus will make us laugh. I cannot imagine, you know, 
12, <laughs> 12, 13 guys walking around and not having some humor there. Uh, you know, the coin and the fish, you know, yeah. that, you know, if you don't see the humor in that, and I'm, I'm thinking there were a few puns that, you know, at the time yeah. about Peter needing some sense or, you know, something, I don't know what it was, but yeah. I know there's humor there. That was a show previous for the puns. <laughs> <laughs> you have those every week, but uh, <clears throat> as we're, Getting ready to head into break, I do want to talk about the upcoming boot camp. It's going to be November 9th through 12th. You can go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register. And we'd love to have you join us there for that. We uh, have talked to people from different states, which is always cool to see who God decides to have there. And we hope that he's deciding to have you there. And we'd like for you just to take some time to pray about that and say, God, is this something you want me to do? I promise if God asks you to go, you will not regret it. It will be a life-changing thing for you because you'll meet him there in a different way. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register. We'll be back after the break. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this November, the 9th through the 12th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. Andy, thank you for that interpretive dance. <laughs> that was really a nice surprise. <laughs> no, no, there was no no dancing going on in the studio. That was just a joke. But you know, we're talking about uh, Jeremiah being a bullfrog. But you know that that song, "Joy to the World." I remember being young when that was out, and just uh, how catchy it was. Because there's something that felt so right about the world having joy. But if you watch the nightly news, if you read the newspaper, or if you get on the internet and read, you know, some of the news on there, it's not full of a whole lot of joy, you know. And so, question I have for you guys is: is why does the enemy come after joy in our lives, or or how does he come after joy in our lives? Why is it so important to him that we lose that joy, Jim? Well, I I'll jump in, and well, Jim's thinking, <clears throat> and I could see, but. You know, I've been watching the BBC's thing on wildlife, and I love to watch the predators with a herd of, like, caribou or baby seals, whatever you see. And the predators move in to cause panic because if they can get, which is essentially taking the joy out of the herd, because it once these animals quit just being a caribou and enjoying caribou life, and they start to be in fear and they begin to panic 
they lose sight of one another because the idea is if I can get them to isolate, then, you know, that calf caribou is essentially wolf breakfast. Absolutely. You know, I'm, this is a really obscure reference, but you remember the song from Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Caribou Queen. I have no idea <laughs> why I thought that was. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, animals and losing joy, right, or, and having some panic or whatever that might be, we're going to play a, a clip from Seabiscuit. And in this clip, you have the trainer that's trying to get this horse who's been just been used to train other horses, really just literally been on a treadmill kind of thing, going round and round in circles. He's trying to get the horse to find joy in being a horse. I want you to listen to this clip. Seems pretty fast. Yeah, in every direction. Well, he's so beat up, it's hard to tell what he's like. I just can't help feeling they got him so screwed up running in a circle, he's forgotten what he was born to do. He just needs to learn how to be a horse again. Well, how do you do that? How far do you want me to take him? Charlie stops. Okay. That seems like a pretty good ride. Hope so. Let's see what you got, boy. So as you guys listen to that, obviously we're not horses, although I've been called similar. But we're not horses, right? I've been stubborn as a mule, lots of other things. But isn't there something in our life that the enemy wants us to believe, you know, that we're stuck on a treadmill, that things are never going to change, that tomorrow's just going to be like yesterday, that type of thing, or tries to make us lose our identity in the midst of the busyness of life? I mean, I'm sure that's happened to you guys from time to time, but don't you see that around you every day? Yes. And in the middle of that clip, I started thinking in my mind, substituting the word horse with Christian. And so many of us are on that treadmill and we're not going the same. I mean, if you're going around in circles, you're never going the same direction, but once every time around and then you hear the dramatic music, which helps, but the running free and running until you stop. And there is joy in that, however busy it may be, if you're going in the direction that God has pointed you. Yeah. If, but if you're just being the good old Christian, we talked about you know, the joyless, well, here's a, bitter Christian. Since I have you right here, and if you'd been out at the last boot camp, and we hope you're there for the next one, but you know, during the break, Jim mentioned that he took particular joy in shooting me in an airsoft game, and I took a particular joy in tackling him <laughs> while he was shooting me because I didn't have a gun. But nonetheless, 
if what I was thinking about as I listened to that clip is the joy of the jockey as he saw the horse come into its identity of who it was and and actually loving being a horse again. It, you know, the horse was, you know, feeling the the sense of freedom and, and being a horse again. But the joy that we experienced, you and I know when that little guy, I can't remember his name. Sam. <clears throat> Sam, it yeah. was. He was a warrior. And when we were playing airsoft, I mean, you had to see this dude jumping over trees and going around. <laughs> and he, you got to admit, he came into his glory. And we all just sat back and, and we were like screaming like that jockey. You, you go, man. I mean, look at, look at what, that, what that guy did when he broke free and he began to run in his glory. Yeah, and we learned where you got your nickname, Target. <laughs> for about it wasn't seven. from shopping there, I can assure you that. <laughs> it was not. It was not. <laughs> so why does the enemy, why is it a priority to him to come after the joy in our lives? What, what's his goal in doing that? I think you have the pillar answer. you gotta, you got to share it, Sam. Yeah, you know, for me, it, it's, it's, it's a gateway. It's a way that he can get in, and, and that pillar of joy, if it's robbed from you, you know, if you let the joy leave your life, all the other pillars will fall easier and easier and easier, and pretty soon you just have this crumbled foundation that you have to try to rebuild on. You know, the presence of God brings joy, right? Well, we need to be in that joy all the time to have and to have that pillar in our life or it'll be hard to hold on to the other ones. Yeah, you, hope is a tough one. Yeah, it's hard to hold on to hope yeah. if you never have joy. You know, it says the the joy of the Lord is our strength. So strength to me is anything. It's motivation for life, essentially. So you rip that out, and that's what he does. He comes for for that joy. If that's our motivation, that's where people get into depression. They don't have motivation to to, to, to live, to get up and do their daily task or whatever it may be or get in or move into their glory oh yeah or maybe you've been loved by somebody that didn't have joy before and that's not mm. a pleasant <laughs> that's a tough one that is definitely a tough one you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about you know just coming to as i was coming in here the song the kids song i have that joy 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 mm-hmm. down in my heart right well if god is a presence of joy and I have that joy in my heart, meaning I have God's presence in my heart. It makes even more sense why it tells us in Proverbs to guard your heart for it's a wellspring of life. You know, guard that joy. Guard that relationship with God because it's that wellspring of life. And we got one more clip we're going to try to get in here, and it's from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Robbie, do you want to set it up real quick? I'm going to call it Why the Grinch Stole Christmas, as uh, we have an opportunity to see how Father Who comes after his daughter's heart when it looks like it's all is lost but clearly it was why the Grinch stole Christmas well I wonder who could have done this tell you people one thing invite the Grinch destroy Christmas invite the Grinch destroy Christmas Did anyone listen to me? I did. No. You choose to listen to a little not to be taken seriously girl who hasn't even grown into her nose yet. Cindy, I hope you're very proud of what you've done. 
If she isn't, I am. I'm glad he took our presents. What? I... Well, I... I'm glad. He's glad. You're glad. You're glad everything is... is gone. <laughs> You're glad that the Grinch virtually wrecked... No, 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 no. Not wrecked. Pulverized Christmas. Is that what I'm hearing from you, Lou? You can't hurt Christmas, Mr. Mayor. Because it isn't about the, the gifts or the contests or the fancy lights. That, that's what Cindy's been trying to tell everyone. And me. She's been trying to tell me. What is wrong with you? This is a child. She's my child. And she happens to be right, by the way. Well, I don't need anything more for Christmas than this right here. My family. Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas, honey! Merry Christmas, you hunk of burning who? I've uh, got a life first. A new one, actually. John sixteen thirty three. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it's Jesus talking to the disciples. And he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And it's not a peaceful time. And then he goes on to say, in this world you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have suffering. But you could be of good cheer. You could have joy because I've overcome the world. And what really hits me in this is joy and peace are always available to us. All we have to do is remember that the God of the universe loves us, he's our Father, and he's overcome all of the problems we have. So if you're a joyless Christian, then something's wrong with your walk with God. Absolutely. Or you're you're buying into some of the lies of the enemy. Something's not yoked accordingly there. And if, if you're not a Christian, maybe you're not a Christian, you know, you have that joy available to you too. You know, just ask God into your life. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can do that. You know, get a hold of one of us. We'll help walk you through it. Go to our website. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. But this week, I'd like for you to, to pray about and ask God, what are those things in my life that I worry about that just doesn't matter? Right? What are those things that keep me from being the person you created me to be, from being that person I, I enjoy being, that person that finds joy in you? And how do we get back to that deeper meaning of things in our life that really, truly bring us joy? We'd have a a great time with you and enjoy having you come to the next boot camp, November 9th through 12th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now.